top hit got a fart. Yes! Yeah. 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 You asked oh, for it. it. Balances out. <laughs> That's blasphemous. Who wants to see that? 17 million people. Oh, there were nine people at my church last night. Auto tune got a fart. Good morning, morning Greendale. Greendale. I'm Ben. I'm Mike, and here are your morning announcements. Today we're talking about Season 2, Episode 5 of Community, Messianic Myths and Ancient Peoples. So, Ben, I, I was teasing you a little bit before we recorded, saying that I had uh, thought this opening bit out, um, and I had spent actual money to do this opening bit, and I have. Okay, um, I'm, I'm very curious about yes. this. And I just wanted to say that I have, uh, what what I'm going to say is I, I'm doing a new segment called Outsourcing Mike's Bits. Actually, wait, hold on. That's the, that's a, not a great <laughs> No, nope, I love it. It's okay. canonical. It's okay, canonical. canonical. You can't change it. I hope I have some good theme music behind me on this one. Uh, what I have done is I have purchased a a, uh, a branded uh, card deck called Pod Decks. Okay. Not a sponsor. Literally bought the money, or literally bought the cards, and they are supposed to help you with your podcast about knowing what to say to each other. So I figured if I if I use the What the Heck deck, um, then we would have an interesting conversation together. So I'm going to shuffle these real fast on mic. I hope that came through at least a little bit on the recording. <laughs> if not, then it just you can make a I, make a foley thing. I just want to make sh- I just want to make it known that I object that it should be called the what the deck, not the what the heck that deck. I mean, you can read right there. It says pod deck. I, what the I know. I object. Okay. It should be what the deck. But go so, ahead. Go ahead. So with what this I'm going to do on outsourcing Mike Spitz uh, this new uh, hit segment <laughs> on uh, Good Morning Greendale is I'm going to pull uh-huh. the top card of this this deck. I'm going to ask you the question and then we're going to have a conversation about it. Okay. So here we go. Had to do a uh, 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 drum roll. If you were a villain or criminal mastermind, what would be your calling card? If you want to read it. If I were a villain or a criminal mastermind, what would be my calling card? Uh, I See, my problem with this question is every time I think about this sort of question, I'm always like, I would leave the sinks running. And I'm like, nope, that was the Wet Bandits in Home Alone. Sure. Uh, that's, That's stealing from Joe Pesci and the other guy. Uh, Daniel Stern? Daniel Stern. I kept wanting to say Richard Stern, and I'm like, that's not the guy. Dick Stern's my father. (laughs) Dick Stern is a great porn name. Um, Sure, yeah. Now, what you could do is you could take one of those things and tweak it just a little bit. So I'll leave the sinks running, but on hot. Uh, No, that's Then you're the hot water bandit. That's wasteful. You're killing people. That's wasteful. Sustainable. Wait, You're I'm killing s- people? I thought I was burglarizing houses. Oh, that's fair. Sorry, I I, I got into the murder part. Um, <laughs> please hope, <laughs> please nobody cut that into a, a wonderful uh, uh, thing to send to my employer. 
uh, if you were a villain or criminal mastermind. So killing is kind of implied, but not explicitly okay. stated. So, so you I could was be like, a- I'm. I was like, I'm a petty burglar, and you're like, you are a serial killer, and really, it was somewhere in between. It's, um, <laughs> sometimes in this year of 2020, we have to meet in the middle. I would rearrange the magnetic poetry on everyone's fridge when I burglarize their house. Okay. For my schemes that are sure. more about burglarizing, because I'm a mastermind, not just a petty burglar. But I would rearrange the magnetic poetry. Sure. Okay. What what, um, what would it say, or would you have a new saying each time? Uh, it depends on what sort of magnetic poetry they've got, because uh, there are different sets. Like, you can't, you know, plus maybe they made a really great poem about, you know, what whatever, picnics on the beach. Right. Or how you know, normal things are, you do on those. Or, you know, whatever, whatever the magnetic poetry says. I don't, maybe I don't want to mess that up. So, you okay. know, it's going to be, it's going to depend I mean, it's, you know, part of the art of magnetic poetry vandalism is you got to you got to use what you work with. There's some improvisation to it. Sure. So fair enough. That's my that's my calling card. They'd be like, well, everything you own got stolen. um, And this is more than a petty burglary is clear a mastermind because you are the world leader in nuclear physics and they probably stole important hard drives sure because they're not just a petty criminal this is clearly a mastermind we're working with and then one of the csi guys is gonna be like chief i found something and then point at the magnetic poetry and it'll be like something all the first letters lead to a location yeah yeah there we go see you can you can do a lot of sure a lot of stuff with that so that's my I think that's pretty thought out actually for <laughs> something that you literally had no idea that was coming. Mm-hmm. Um what would your calling card be? So uh my thought is that I would record a podcast and I would uh it would be I would lower my voice so you couldn't tell who it was, and then I would leave a copy of the podcast on, I don't know, a CD, and then the card. <laughs> the literal pod deck card next to it of, Hey, this is what you're about to listen to of me rambling about, uh, whatever. And here we go. What would the podcast be about? It would be about, it would literally just be me talking for maybe five to 10 minutes about the card, about, you know, what the question was and what I thought about it. And then my answer, your calling card is about the card that, so you're basically a big shill for pod decks is what I'm hearing. But I would never mention pod decks <laughs> on the podcast. You just get the one card. Excellent. Um, mm. This fantastic. has not been sponsored by pod, pod decks, by the way. Uh, at this point, I would like to uh, make it known that this does release on the day of the U.S. election. <laughs> so if you've been listening to us while standing in line waiting to vote, I hope this has helped. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Outsourcing Mike's Bits. Uh, I I hope this has helped, and uh, thank you for doing your uh, part for uh, the democracy mm-hmm. of this country. And if you're not in the United States, or if you voted early, or, you know, whatever, uh, I'm sorry for our country. <laughs> Wait, so so if you <laughs> voted early, we're just going to apologize. <laughs> I yeah, I mean I feel like I feel I mean, like I think everyone we both voted early at this point. 
Uh, yeah, I've already voted, but I still Same. feel like I feel like we as a country owe everyone, including the people in this country, an apology. Sure. Anyways, yes, thank you for voting um, and listening to us. Uh, after that, I don't know what that was. It Let's was outsourcing Mike's bits. The the greatest. Um, the, we the have greatest. very few segments. We have to figure out segments. Season two, episode five, Messianic Myths and Ancient Peoples. It starts in anthropology. They are watching YouTube clips and auto-tune remixes of those YouTube clips. I mean, it was... This was 2010. I remember auto-tune... Like, auto-tune the news was, like, really big at the time. Yeah, This is where the, like, hide your kids, hide your wife era of YouTube. When that was the top of the quality of everything he's climbing in your windows he's snatching your people up trying to rape them so y'all need to hide your kids hide your wife hide your kids hide your wife hide your kids hide your wife um and then raises her and hand. then kimmy oh. schmidt came out and then the auto-tune the news was the theme song for the show and right. then every and then everyone was done with auto-tune the news because it went too mainstream too mainstream Thanks, kimmy schmidt. Mo- thank you kimmy schmidt Annie raises her hand and Duncan's like, I've been clear about this. Anthropology is a study of humanity. Nothing is off topic. And Annie was just like, I was just going to suggest car crash camel toe. <laughs> I <laughs> I have a lot of questions about uh, a YouTube video called car crash camel toe. Should we do a deep dive on those questions, I think? So we really no, I don't. Dive I do them? not. I do not think uh, we can do that and re- keep this podcast the PG thirteen level that it is. Mm-hmm. But I do. Are you sure? Because I think it's just about a, a lucky camel's toe that somebody keeps on their uh, their keychain during their car crash and it goes flying out the window. I've seen the video. It's very. It's very thoughtful. I I just I just have I may I have questions about the video and I have questions. Of the fact that of all people in anthropology, Annie is the one who is like, check out Car Crash Camel Toe. Sure. Would you rather her suggest Ski Lift Ninja Crotch Rip? That seems more like an Annie thing. Because Does like, it? Camel Toe? Can you imagine? I mean, other than the fact that she just did, can you imagine Annie Edison saying the word <laughs> Camel Toe? Well, I mean, she did say Pri- it on, Prior right to there. this episode. Fair. But I'll... I'll for, uh, I'm just saying, you've got the camel toe on the keychain, flies out the window. Very tasteful. There is a hierarchy of community characters who would say camel toe. Leonard is at the top. Oh, absolutely. Leonard's at the <laughs> followed top. Followed by Pierce. Sure. And then there, there's a whole like thing. And then like down toward the bottom, it would be uh, so like toward the top would be Troy if he thinks he's actually talking about a real camel down toward the bottom. I think he's too embarrassed to say the word camel toe talking about the actual, uh, thing. Um, right. And then like Annie and then below that is Shirley. Yeah. Shirley's definitely at the bottom. She will never say those words. Uh, So, so I think that's pretty low down on the list, which is why I have questions about why Annie is the one who's like, let's watch car crash camel toe. She laughed. She she saw it. it you know, YouTube's recommendation uh, system is a horrible system, and it showed her this, and she liked it. Anyways, I am Googling car crash, 
car crash oh, camel toe. Um, is it it? It's all gonna be. Uh, I have no idea what's going on here. Are are are? Is that coming from you? Yes. I forgot. I've I'm piping my. <laughs> chrome audio to you because legitimately um, i just started hearing it i'm like i have no idea what's going on and i have no control over this i have all <laughs> of this video um yeah i don't <laughs> so okay i found one called okay. camel toes crash uh, uh we were on camel toes track when the worst happened he slid into a wall barrels filled with steel um anyways is this a comments. song or a uh, like a poem or something no, no no it's 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 a it's a video of a an actual crash okay um however comments five right. months ago community <laughs> two months ago came here from community one year ago who came here from community so a lot of people uh a lot, lot of people doing this. One hundred percent. It was just. Oh boy, a hundred percent. That was just the uh, the writers being like, "Let's throw four words together in the funniest way." And on uh, broken car camel toe, which was that first one I was playing. Okay. Uh, this was from April 9th, two thousand nine. So it's a thing Annie Edison could have watched in twenty ten. Uh, s- comments six years ago. Annie for real. Sigh. Five years ah! ago. Where's the community video? Um, seven years ago, car crash camel toe. <laughs> Six years ago, Allison lied to me. Ooh. So there you go. Uh, that's car crash camel toe. We have now spent 20 minutes talking about car crash camel toe. <laughs> Jeff instead recommends, no, let's watch ski lift ninja crotch rip. Yeah, uh, Pierce and Shirley are kind of not on board with all of this, and Pierce ends up going up and making shadow puppets on the projector before he literally gets slapped on the hand by Annie. Ski lift ninja crotch rip sounds very painful. Yeah. The entire class winces in pain. Um, Shirley is not happy with any of this, and she says, what happens if you type in God? Duncan is like, hey, okay, this not giving a crap goes both ways. If if farts are fair game, so is God. Uh, and somebody else says, but, you know, you should look up uh, God of farts. No, what happens s- is the uh, it, it auto-completes to God of farts. They look up God of farts, and it is just someone farting out like a laser. Yeah, that's, um, it was awesome. <laughs> which, honestly, as someone who had watched youtube in 2010 that that's about on track yeah. i mean back in the day you couldn't have anything longer than 10 minutes to try to fight piracy and it was a lot of just really crappy uh uh standard definition video of right. people just uploading whatever um a lot of weird world of warcraft machinima um it was a it was a weird wild west of just garbage, sure. um, as opposed to now where it's got good things and also a ton of garbage. Yeah, I will say that 17 million people watched God of Farts, but only nine people were at Shirley's church last night. This actually brings the room down. Which, I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, maybe I'm heartless, but I would be like, 
I mean, get a better church. Or, you know. I mean, I don't know how churches work. I have not been to church since, like, the 90s. So. I'm just saying this is the... We are usually not experts about what we talk about on this podcast, but this this week I think we're really not experts in how <laughs> how this is going to work. Uh, so yeah, then the the class gets uh, happy again when someone suggests they look up the auto tune remix for God of Farts, and then everyone's really into it except for Shirley, uh-huh. who is the very remix- clearly displeased at the entirety sure. of YouTube's existence. Which now same. Also, yes. Uh, I will say, though, that the remix, the auto-tuned uh, God of Farts, it does kind of slap. It slaps a little bit. It's good. It's pretty good. Even even Jeff is kind of like, he's not really dancing, but he's kind of like moving with, with yeah, he's, the music. He's moving with the fart music. It's great. In the cafeteria, later on, Shirley comes up to Abed and she says, guess who has two thumbs and an exciting career opportunity for you? This guy and points her thumbs up, and she's like, "I'm using my thumbs to point at God," which you know. Abed uses one thumb to show to say, "Cool." Shirley had talked to her pastor about how there's no light for kids on YouTube, and she which wants still to make is a, true. Which still is true. Actually, You're that's fighting. not totally true. I have seen someone has uploaded video of the Donut Man on YouTube. Have you have you ever seen the Donut Man? Now is uh, man, what is what is this? I'm assuming it's not California, Southern California's best donuts. We're not sponsored by the Donut Man. Oh, the uh, Christian music for kids. Uh huh. Rob Evans. Okay, I have never heard of this person before. Uh, so yeah, a friend of mine. Um, uh, a friend of mine, like ten years ago, told me about the Donut Man, which is a a, a whole video uh, about. Uh, it's a host, uh, yeah, it's this uh, musician who sings songs about Jesus um, and sells donuts, and because the hole in the donut is like the the missing part of you that's Jesus or something. Yeah, I don't w- remember. W- Wikipedia says Evans used the donuts hole as the metaphor uh, for something that was missing, a hole which Jesus could fill and repair. Um, so that's it thing. also says that his DVDs have received six gold and two platinum sales awards from the RIAA. So, you know, that's dude, a thing. Dude is is good doing good. And so I don't think legally it's supposed to be on YouTube, but it was definitely on YouTube for a time. Um, so Shirley could have been like, hey, check it out. The Donut Man is on YouTube. Because I definitely watched it on YouTube in this era when my friend was like, here's this terrifying Christian thing from my uh, Christian... I was going to say terrifying Christian childhood. She was at, She's actually a very happy Christian woman, and I should not... I should sure. not impart... She admitted the donut man thing was terrifying. Yeah, fair. I should not assume that that makes her, uh, her Christian childhood also terrifying. I want to present a line from this Wikipedia article without comment or any... Uh, any uh, commentary from me personally? I just wanted to please say do. It. His son Jesse and daughter Sarah were in Donut Hole One and Donut Hole Two. Uh huh. It uh, does not sound like a Christian film. Is all I'm going to say about that. Anywho, so, uh, 
Yeah, so Shirley wants to make... We're just going to piss off everybody with this episode. We know this, right? It can't be worse than the stigmata jokes we've already told. So <laughs> all I said jokes. all I said was that the Donut Man video exists. I will send you a clip of the Donut Man video later. And you, you might can as well be just like, post it on our Twitter. You let's can be let's like, bring more yes. people into the Donut Man fold. You got to fill this that is, with Jesus. This is absolutely a terrifying thing. So... <laughs> Uh, Shirley has talked to her pastor about this and she wants to make a Christian YouTube as she, she says it. She sure does. Christian YouTube. Uh, Pierce laughs and is like, what are you going to do? Make rapping Jesus? But Abed says, you know, as a Muslim, I'd be happy to do it. As a filmmaker, no way. I'm a storyteller, not a preacher. Uh, Shirley's like, well. I feel like I can really, I can really appreciate that about Abed where he's just like, yeah, no, like as a as a fellow like religious person, like I'd be cool with that. But um making religious movies is right. hackneyed, so no. Yeah. Not gonna do that. Shirley does suggest that the Bible has been called the greatest story ever told. And then Abed says somebody said it about I am legend too. And I'm like, cool. What is the greatest story ever told? Isn't it the uh well since if we're going to be real about it, a uh, we we cannot know this because there is a story continuing to be told because it is the never ending story because it never ends. So there is no such thing as greatest because we haven't gotten all stories yet. That was a very politician sort of answer. I'm going to say the donut man. Donut <laughs> hole one is the greatest story ever told. Somehow so. we were both on on brand for that. Huh? Uh, Pierce is getting a lot of pasta with no veggies. Yeah, and Abed points that out, and he's like, you're not in charge of what I eat. And then Abed's like, you're right. Britta! <laughs> and then Britta comes over and just gives him a look, and he acquiesces to accepting some veggies along with that tasty mac and cheese. I believe he calls it damn broccoli, which, I don't know, I've always liked broccoli. That's my own thing, though. Um Across the uh, the cafeteria, Annie notices that Pierce has been acting a lot out a lot recently, and he says, "Hey Jeff, can you talk to him?" Jeff doesn't want to be Pierce's dad because Annie does suggest you're the dad of the group, and and Jeff's like, "Would the dad of the group walk away from this conversation?" No, and then he walks away. Classic Jeff. Leonard comes up and and steals a bunch of cookies. Like he just grabs cookies for breakfast. Mm-hmm. And he, he also leaves without paying and then set and the cashier's like hey you gonna pay for those and and leonard's like call a cop i feel like leonard would definitely be like all cops are bastards not to get political on this but I, that I'm is get, a leonard would get political on this and he would say all cops are bastards i feel like leonard would definitely say that yes considering he's like <laughs> he's so flippant when he's stealing like, it's not like she looked the other way. She was staring at him steal these cookies. He knows he knows he is breaking the social contract, and yet he does not care. The social contract belongs only to Leonard, and so he, he does not have to follow it. It is his contract. He makes the rules in Leonardville. Think, well, yeah. Are we in Leonardville or are we in Greendale? Leonardville is the mile surrounding Leonard at all times. Oh, God. I don't ever want to be in <laughs> Leonardville ever then. Uh, Pierce wants to sit at the old people's table because they're eating cookies and not being hassled about all the broccoli that they're not eating. Right. Um, 
Uh, but he's just, a little too sheepish to just outright be like, hey, can I sit at the cool old people table? Right. I love the idea of a cool old people uh, table. because they are. Have you seen this table? They're cool old they people. Are They're super stealing cool. cookies. They're making fun of everyone. They, they don't give they, a crap. They have good fashions. Like one of them is wearing like a sweater vest. It looks real good and real comfortable. They don't give a crap. So uh, they're Brit- cool old people. They are. Uh, Britta comes over and it's like, you know, we're over there. Can you see us? And uh, and then uh, he overreacts and she's like, oh, okay. All right. Uh, have you had your pills? And the old group uh, taunts him uh, and calls uh, Pierce a mama's boy. And then once Britta walks away, Pierce makes fun of her. Uh, and then she he gets in with uh, Leonard's group. I do want to point out he does, uh, as part of this whole interaction, he's like, you know, I I usually sit with the younger people. We watch videos on YouTube, and you probably don't even know what that is. Like, he's trying to sound cool, but these old people are definitely cooler than than Pierce is. Mm -hmm. But they still don't know YouTube, because they don't call him on that. Mm -hmm. Unless that is the the Greek name for this, uh, for YouTube. In the library, Abed is busy taking some very copious notes. And as Shirley comes up, he says, I read the New Testament. The whole thing? You know, being raised by TV and movies, I always thought that Jesus just walked on water and told people not to have abortions. But it's so much cooler than that. He was like E.T., Edward Scissorhands, and Marty McFly combined. All of a sudden, he is very into telling the story of Jesus. Right. Uh, He's like E.T., Edward Scissorhands, and Marty McFly combined. So, I do have some questions, because E.T. Yes. makes sense, sure. because he was an outsider who died and came back to life. Sure. Edward Scissorhands was a uh, person who just wanted to spread love, but was cursed with being an outcast. Right. I don't get the Marty McFly thing. Marty McFly went back in time and seduced his own mother and sure. invented rock and roll accidentally and stole that story from black people. Wait, maybe that's it. Jesus is... is, I just figured it out. Jesus is depicted as white despite definitely being a black person. I nailed it. I figured it out. Okay, never mind. Question redacted. I totally figured it out. I got it. I love it when you can just sort of talk your way out of your own questions and be like, oh, no, I I just had to think about it and I figured it out. Yep. <laughs> I I got nothing. I got I got absolutely nothing. That was you you went you went on the perfect uh uh road trip, which is what R- Marty McFly did mm-hmm. in that movie. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey Paul. This this is your fellow disciple. You know that new sound you've been looking <laughs> for? Well, listen to this. It's <laughs> You, you, the blood is my blood. <laughs> God. <clears throat> Figured it out. All right, cool. Got my it in one. My grandmother's going to murder me for this. Actually, she's just going to disown me. It's going to be fine. It's all good. This is this is fine. Um, I grew up Catholic. I shouldn't enjoy this so much. <laughs> hey, look, I'm just calling it like I see it. Uh, well, that part of the world, Jesus Jesus was definitely a person oh, of color. No, I'm, not, I'm not arguing that. I'm more talking about the Marty McFly uh, Jesus discussion. 
Abed wants to adapt this new this film in a new way. Uh, we need a Jesus for the post postmodern world, he says. Uh, Shirley's like, does that mean Jesus is a rapper? And Abed wants to tell the story of Jesus from the perspective of a filmmaker exploring the story of Jesus. I do appreciate how Shirley's like, that sounds very appealing to filmmakers. Because it does. <laughs> it does, yes. Because I'm like, I, I don't exactly understand most of the things he says from here on out, but I'm interested. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. I, um, I mean, so there are, there is like a whole genre of film that is just like if you are into film you will like this like russian arc a thing that i watched in film class in college it's a it's a tour through the russian historical museum which was at one i I don't know the actual name of it but at one point it was an actual palace in russia and it goes through the history of russia and it was all done in a single take Not a single cut, not even a fake like, oh, we made it look like this was all done in one take. It was done in one take. It's like 90 some minutes long. They did it all in one take. It is a phenomenal thing to watch if you like the idea that this was done in one take. And if you're not impressed by that, you're going to be like, this is an incredibly boring film. (laughs) Unless you also happen to be really, 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 really interested in Russian history, in which case you might like it. Yeah. But otherwise, if it's not one of those two things, you're like... Why am I wasting my time? 90 whole minutes to, to watch people walk around in fancy dress. I'm assuming. I've, I just assume I've now been able dress. to talk about Russian Ark on a podcast. That's all I've ever wanted. So <laughs> uh, we like to thank everybody for listening to Good Morning Greendale. Uh, we are uh, retiring now. That it's ben the last episode. I, I, I marked is, off my whole thing. Compare Marty McFly <laughs> to Jesus. Abed basically did that for me. Uh, talk about Russian Ark on a podcast. Got it. Ben has completed his podcast bucket list, so therefore we are we're walking away. Uh, we're not walking away. We got we we're cursed to do this podcast, and we have to continue in, to do it until the end of time. Uh, until there's no more community episodes to talk about. And, and Alexander we fu- wept for there were no more community episodes to talk about. Uh, waiting for that movie though. So, um. But then after Community's over, we have to find a new show like we did with Futurama and Community. And then we're we're just we're doing this forever for your benefit, listeners. Love us. Je- so in Abed's story, Jesus is trying to find find God with his camera, but then God is also looking at Jesus through his camera, and it goes on and on in a loop. And it's called Abed. <laughs> I do love the thing he names it after himself. He goes he goes so far down the rabbit hole he stops realizing when it's like almost a, too much of a joke which is the joke Shirley unsurprisingly does not like the idea of the movie she says that there is no movie and right. then and Abed replies with this is the movie Well he this is the movie and she's also reacting the way the world did to Jesus so he is he is uh-huh. like fully within the Jesus metaphor character and it gets worse. <laughs> it it goes, it goes some places. That There's rabbit also hole this, we think we're through, we are not even a third of the way down. There's also the recurring refrain where it is a sort of Middle Eastern like I'll I'll yeah. just I'll cut it in the the thing. I'm not going to pretend to yeah. do it. Amen. 
it's very good and i love it every time it shows up especially at the end when it's not abed's name being chanted it's shirley's uh meanwhile we cut over to pierce who is in some like storage room in the school he's playing cards with the old people and he's drinking some whiskey and leonard gives the advice if you get caught with that just say it's your 90th birthday suddenly it's adorable Mm-hmm. And they also say if the Dean comes in, it's bingo night. And suddenly the Dean comes in and tells them, I said, no poker, shut it down. And they try to imply that it's bingo night, but he doesn't buy it. Uh-huh. Leonard says, shut your mouth down, fruit. And then the Dean says, unacceptable and none of your business. And it barely is the whole truth. So I, I was put a pin in that one for many seasons. Well, it comes um, up in season six. Sure. Uh, I've not seen season six, so you know something I don't. Anyway, season six is going to be wild. Like it's going to be, it's going to be fun on a bun. Because like, it's it's wild to me that you have not seen season six. Uh, I, I mean, I, I get it because I, I hadn't I seen bounced it. off of the Yahoo Screen season. Season six was Yahoo. Yeah, season six was Yahoo Screen. Yeah. So, so that's when I bounced off of it. So I remember watching one episode where there's an RV. Anyway, we're talking, we're way, we're way, we're way, we've got, we've got a year until we get to that point. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so yeah, Pierce pretends he doesn't know what year it is. And then they're all like, poker helps him remember. And the Victoria? Dean is immediately, uh huh. the Dean is immediately like, uh, oh yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh-huh. As if he hasn't interacted with Pierce at all in a semester or a year and like a bit every time he's interacting with pierce he is too busy staring at jeffrey winger but there is no jeffrey winger right now which is uh-huh but he up every other time it's been like well i'm too busy staring at jeffrey so he doesn't wow. know pierce isn't senile i think the dean just spoke through you for a moment so hey, sometimes the dean and I like we get it. I have considered it would be a bi- a big uh, it would be a big investment. I have considered for Halloween shaving all my hair off again and then shaving the <laughs> the facial hair and then going as Dean Pelton. Um, I like the 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 verb go going as. Where are you going? <laughs> I don't know. Like get the mail. Be like, hey everyone. I'm, I'm the dean, dean. This the is mail. just like a real school. And then uh the the next door neighbors who send who spend time drinking on their porch, they'd be like, the hell? Are you are then, you are you okay? <laughs> uh so yes. Uh I've I've considered it, but I think there- I would look weird without like I did I shaved my head uh, a couple mm-hmm. months ago and I thought it was fine. I think I would look weird with the shaved head and the the shaved facial hair. Yeah. Yeah, I so. uh, I think you should just choose one of the things to shave. I don't know if you should go for both. Uh So in the study room. That's my room, opinion. I'm I, I if you want to do both, man, do you. In the study room, uh Shirley is making a Jesus movie of her own. She has recu- she has recruited uh, both Britta and Troy. Uh, Troy is basically wearing like a bathrobe. And the background is a drawing of a desert on a chalkboard. Mm-hmm. And Britta says... With, with I believe, a uh, a rainbow. 
because mm-hmm. I know, mean, of course, Jesus. rainbows, rainbows follow Jesus everywhere. This is a known fact. Uh, Canonical probably. fact to the Bible. Uh, Bi- call biblical call fact. The, yeah, you don't you don't believe it? Call up the Pope. He'll tell you. Okay, hold on. Um, boop, 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 boop. Hello, Pope. Yes, it, it, it. I will be put on hold. Yes. Okay, great. Thank you uh, for taking my call. I just wanted to ask. Now I don't remember what the joke. Can you? Hey, can you remind if, me what the joke was? <laughs> I got the Pope if, on the line, man. I gotta if, hurry up. It's if rainbows follow Jesus everywhere. Oh, right. Thank you. Uh, yes, Pope. Uh, yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. I know it's uh, you've got a busy day in the Vatican City. Uh, when uh, Jesus walks around, did uh, rainbows follow him around? Oh wow, there's there's a lot, huh? It's 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 kind of dependent on on the weather. It was okay. So if it was sunny, it was just super sunny. Okay, and if it was raining, it was definitely the rainbow. Okay, so uh, okay, great. Thank you, thank you, Pope. I hope you have a good day at the Vatican City. I know it's it's a little late here. I don't know what time it is there. I'm not. <laughs> it's been a while since I've looked at those time zone charts. Okay, yeah, you have a good one. All right, bye, buddy. Uh, yeah, it sounds like there was some rainbows, but only when it was rainy. I'm just wondering how much of this episode is going to be cut. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone some places. Um, <laughs> Please don't cut the idea that the Pope is on my personal <laughs> cell phone. I thought that I'm was just, a pretty good uh, improv bit. I'm I'm just like, damn, dude. Like, there's going to be so much. There's gonna, This episode's going to have its own outtakes. <laughs> like, its own outtakes episode. <laughs> it's going to be wild. Um, yeah. We, so, remember when we were on topic of things? Yeah, last week when it was an episode that was... I was about to say made sense, but it really didn't make any sense. It was a, a <laughs> Kentucky Fried Chicken Space Simulator. So, But it certainly... It didn't give us as many jump-off points as the Pope. And Jesus as Marty McFly. So, <laughs> Britta is like, Jesus, did you really die for our sins? That's dopey. And Shirley's like, it's dope. And obviously, Britta's like, I'm sorry. Freudian slip. Maybe because, like, I think this is really dopey. And, you know, she's she's ragging on the whole thing. I do love how Shirley's like, do the line, atheist. Which, admittedly, so, like, I, I, you know, again, I'm agnostic atheist over here. Like, Sure, yeah. Uh, I do feel like part of the problem is a lot of the a lot of the really like jesusy stuff has about the same production quality as shirley's video sure. well i think um, i think that's they the can't joke all be the donut there. man they cannot be all the donut man correct including in involving his children in donut hole one and donut hole two um that being said i will say that there are things like the veggie tales that are that are christian and are, are i always forget like I've never actually watched Veggie Tales, and I've well, never actually I've I've never seen it, and I always forget that it is a it is a Christian tale of is. vegetables. Um, but it is, if I remember correctly, the last time I watched it, it's, it doesn't have terrible production values, and they have catchy songs. I think I don't watch a lot of Veggie Tales, uh, or any of it, but I do know that it is Christian. Uh, I'm sending you a 
clip of the donut man. Oh, okay. So we're just going <laughs> to ignore the whole discussion about Veggie Tales to go back to the donut man. Got it. There's video games for the for uh Ooh, the mystery of Veggie Island. I hope it's like um, Monkey Island. Yeah, it's no, not. I mean, I I think like I said, I've never seen Veggie Tales. It looks like it's got good qu- I mean, it's 3D animated and it looks better than like Reboot did. So, you know, it's got to be like halfway decent. Dude, everything looks better than Reboot. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Reboot is not it's not it's not a bar to clear. It is the floor. Fair enough. You know what? Uh, My favorite part about this episode is I'm going to get way more hate mail for reboot than anything else. Yeah, pretend you've got the Pope on speed dial. That's fine. Talk talk bad about reboot for two minutes, and all of a sudden, it's just hate mail city. You know what? You know, I'll accept that. But again, uh, I do want to point out that, you know, for the time, reboot probably looked bad, but it was 1994 when this came out. In it was a Canadian television show, started in 1994. Uh, so you know what? Things didn't look great in 1994. Uh huh. If I were a mastermind villain, my calling card would be <laughs> wherever I commit crimes, I would leave fifty thousand word essays about how good reboot was. <laughs> I went for a moment there. I was like, "Hey, did you hack into my computer?" And then you said how good it was, and I was like, "Okay." Uh, I'd be Doctor Reboot, despite not having a doctorate. But Doctor Phil gets away with it. It's fine. So wait, what? Anyways, <laughs> you slipped that one by me, friend. This is fine, boy. I lost where the hell I was in my notes. Okay. <laughs> um, so- we were talking a lot about Veggie Tales. Troy is like, Troy, depicting Jesus, uh, is like, you think that's dope? Check out these beatitudes. And then Shirley starts some music, and then uh, Troy starts doing a a Jesus rap. And then all of a sudden, there's an explosion outside. They, They all run outside. Abed is doing some very dramatic acting on top of this, like, tower uh i don't really know what he's on exactly it almost I didn't looks like really... like a uh a crane of some kind okay uh he's he's crane. doing he's doing this dramatic bit he's got a uh a headset on um they're they're doing this whole filming thing you know they've got cameras and sound setups and everything and he is also wearing like a wig that's really long hair. And I'm just going to say this. I think Danny Pudi looks really good with that long hair. Mm-hmm. He pulls off the Jesus look. look. I liked it. With the long hair and like the, the shirt that's like unbuttoned down a little bit. Mm, he pulls flowy, that look yeah. off. He does. Just saying. Uh, Shirley calls out to him and Chang's like, oh, you blew the take. And Abed's like, no, keep rolling. There is no take. This is all the movie. Mm-hmm. There are no, there is no viewer. We are the film, and uh, Shirley tries to get them back into the study room, and and they're just like, nah, like we quit. I mean, Britta's even like, I don't believe in God, but I do love me some Abed. Which fair. Later on in the hallway, Shirley sees a bunch of posters for Abed's new film. It says, "The story of the story is the story." She's like, "Yeah, that'll play in Poughkeepsie." 
uh, two students behind her are like excited about talking about it. Like the scenes are the deleted scenes and the deleted scenes are the scenes. And then somebody runs up and is like, Abed is answering questions in the cafeteria. And it is, it's both is and isn't part of the movie. There's significant amount of hype about Abed's movie and what this mm. movie is or is not going to be. All the conspiracy theories about like it's the same but frontwards and backwards and uh, the deleted scenes are the scenes and the scenes are deleted scenes and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so uh, Shirley goes to the cafeteria where these questions are being asked and Starburn says, are, are we in the movie right now? And Abed says, we are all in a movie, even when there are no cameras somebody asks when will the movie be released and he says when will life be released and says a couple of other like real mystic sort of things yeah there's a and lot going on <laughs> there's there's a lot going on and uh shirley is like you aren't actually trying to say that you're a jesus are you and he says i am who you say i am Shirley then says, you're feeding into this poor boy's delusion. Somebody calls her a real-life Pharisee, and everybody turns on her. Yeah, my note literally just says everybody is mad at Shirley, and Shirley is mad at Abed. And then, uh, but, but Abed forgives her. and To which a, everyone applauds. Applauds? Huge applauds. ovation. Huge ovation. Uh, in the study room, Abed is studying while still in costume, and everybody just kind of wa- is staring at him. Yeah, and um, Annie is like, how's the film going? And Shirley is just like, blasphemously. To which he says, it's not blasphemous to say we are God. And then he quotes something from 1 Corinthians. It's not blasphemy to say that we are God, Shirley. 1 Corinthians. He who unites himself with the Lord is one with him in spirit. Did you just scripture me, Muslim? And Shirley's not exactly happy about uh, being scriptured at. Mm-hmm. And then Annie suggests that, uh, says that uh, Jesus was Jewish. And Shirley's like, well, you just let that one go. And Jeff's like, hey, no political talk. At this point, Pierce walks in and oh, he's got some political? bars. I did I say I meant religious. Just say, I, okay. I just, just, I just want it to be no, relig- no polit- politics anymore. I want just, it to be done. Yeah, so so say we all. Just say the word religious, and I'll just chop it in, and it'll be super fluid. Religious. And Jeff's like, hey, nope, religious talk. Excellent. This will be great. <laughs> this will be good. Um, this, outtakes, this outtakes episode is going to be better than the real one. It's going to be a five-minute episode and a 20-minute outtake episode, and it's going to be... <laughs> It's going to be the outtakes episode is going to be on par with everyone's favorite Back to the Futurama episode called Ben Fudged Up. <laughs> Why do people love it when we screw up real bad? People, people, that's, I think, one of the most f- famous and popular episodes of Back to the Futurama. Similar to the Mabim Bam where they don't have any questions whatsoever and they just talk about their lives. Pierce walks in with a bunch of cigars in his breast pocket and uh, the gang is real upset at this. And uh, they're like, have you been hanging out all night with those hipsters? They're called that way because they have hit, uh, hip replacements. And they, they get in a whole big fight about it. And, uh, you know, 
Pierce is like, you know, Leonard would probably kick your ass. And you've been hanging this- out with Leonard. You know, I hate him. Yeah, this is the one thing that gets Jeff reinterested in this conversation. And he accidentally just goes from totally uninterested to slipping right into that dad of the group mm-hmm. role. Yeah, and Britt is like, he- maybe you should take a break from hanging out with him. You're all riled up. And Jeff's like, you should apologize to Britta before. Y- you know what? I'm not the dad of this group. Yeah, he rejects being the dad of the group uh, pr- pretty quickly. It's a, it's a quick turnaround. Pierce says he's going out. Shirley, meanwhile, wants to shut Abed's film down. And uh, Abed is like, oh, yeah, I mean, good, because that's, you know, like what you would do. And then she's like, all right, well, I won't. And then he's like, good. And it's this like back and forth of like, Shirley cannot win because whatever she does is what she was going to do. And it's this weird meta like because it's not scripted, but it's about what Shirley would or would not do. And also Abed is Jesus somehow. Right. And like, it's weird. And it's getting under Shirley's skin very rapidly. And oh, it's Abed, already there. It's 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 fermenting under there. Mm-hmm. And uh, Abed is just like, this. it is what it is. Like, this is the film. So whatever happens is the film. And so it's good no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, some real high concept stuff. Yeah. I won't pretend to understand any of it because <laughs> it don't. Uh, outside, the hipsters are all drinking out of paper bags, uh, the bottles in paper bags, when the dean rolls up in his car with Shirley. And the dean's like, okay, don't make eye contact. We'll be fine. And they they slowly walk walk past the hipsters who are weirdly catcalling them before the dean turns around and is like, I don't want to see you when I get back. Okay, we move, move. We've made them angry. Move. The problem is because the dean had to do this drastic maneuver he left the keys in his car and the hipsters decide, you know what? Let's take a joyride in the Dean's car. Pierce is uh, somewhat reluctant to do so. And the woman uh, in the group says, grow a schmeckle, which is Yiddish for penis, like schmuck. I looked it up. I I, yeah, I looked it up because I knew that Tema would be like, it's a penis. <laughs> Excellent. Maybe um, not in a specific tone, but close enough. Shout out to friend of the podcast, Emma. Let us know how you shouted, it's a penis. <laughs> did you did you do it like the uh, the character in How I Met Your Mother when he was looking at that one skyscraper? Uh, d- uh, deep cut? Um, I don't even think it's that deep a cut. So, uh, I, I for a moment, I was like, How I Met Your Mother podcast next? And I'm like, no, I... I no, don't hate myself don't that, that much. No, I don't want that either. I, the the problem is it. it okay, I'm gonna just get on the sandbox. You can cut it. I don't care. Uh, it's good until it's absolutely dog. Uh huh. Yeah. No, that's that's 100. That's accurate. all I'm gonna say. But you're already invested so much, and you don't know who the mother is yet. So you're like, I'm gonna wade through all this dog. And then because I need to know, so. and I've I've invested all this time, and I used to love this thing, and then that you get the payoff at the end and you're like well well that wasn't worth it like awful we have a funny uh discord going back and forth because you sent me a video of the the donut man and i sent you a gif of that's the penis yeah they uh they steal the dean's car is where we left off with that before we went on a whole tangent that probably (laughs) got cut um but but as long as schmeckle didn't i don't cut well i guess do cut the schmeckle 
Uh huh. I mean, well, I'm not Jewish, so you know. Well, in the cafeteria. But I mean, if you're using the word schmeckle, anyway. In in the cafeteria, Abed is filming the final scene, which is it appears to be like a Last Supper sort of thing. Yes, it very um, much looks that way. Because they've they've set up a table with a bunch of like bread and stuff, and surely, uh, well, first of all, Abed calls it the greatest film ever made. Uh, He thanks everyone for working with him on the greatest film ever made. Shirley comes in and says, and on the seventh day, uh, Shirley shut it down. She has filed a claim about separating church and state because Abed is making a religious film using school property. And the dean is like, I already pointed out the irony to her. Especially when she did this earlier with Troy's rap. I mean, you know. You got to do what you got to do, you I gotta guess. You got to do what you got to do. Either way, uh, when pressed, if Abed is making a religious film, he says, all movies are religious to him. And then he points out all the different allegories is Jesus well, in film. So I really like that moment because when Abed says, all movies are religious to me, the dean has this really heartfelt like, oh, that's nice. Like he, <laughs> yeah. he finds that sentiment just very beautiful. Uh, and then he he very suddenly switches back to but is this movie about Jesus? And then that's when Abed is like, Is The Matrix? Is Robocop? Is Superman Returns? All stories are about death and resurrection. I've got one. Wrath of Khan. Hmm? That's a good one. Spock sacrifices himself for the crew and gets reborn. I mean, how captivating was Ricardo Montalban in that? This manages to sway the Dean uh, to the point where Abed is like, if you want, I can grab you a chair and you can watch a take. And the Dean is just like, oh, I've never actually, I've never watched a take before. Um, this is when Chang comes up to Shirley is like, that Abed, he, it's like he can't be killed. And then walks away and then turns right back around. It's like, it's almost like he's Jesus. And Shirley's got, Shirley says, I got it. On the scale of how much I like sentiments about how a person can't be killed, I like the rap about how Chang can't be killed Mm -hmm. more than Chang saying Abed can't be killed because he's like Jesus. Agreed. That is my official ranking of can't be killed in community so far. I think that's a fair ranking, my friend. Out in the Dean's car, Pierce is is actually pretty worried. Like They've all been drinking, um, and so he's like, "I, I don't know if you know we should be driving this car um and they're like oh don't don't worry i mean you know rich used to fly zeros back in the uh back in the war at this point rich is like how do i drive what year is it also pierce is like zeros he's not japanese and so they they suddenly realize that uh richard is not faking it like they have been this whole time. You know what they say about faking dementia in the first act? You've got to have real dementia in the third act. You gotta fire that Chekhov's dementia. And so Richard does not know how to drive, but and so they are getting a terrible crash at one mile per hour. If that... It is um, a crawl. They creep into a light pole and immediately Leonard's like, all right, bail everyone for themselves. And Pierce stays behind with uh, the driver. Yeah. He's Richard is like, who, who are those people who ran away? My friends. And then Pierce is like, that's a good question. Cause Pierce is having a rare growth moment for Pierce. Mm-hmm. And it, and it dissipates pretty quickly. 
Um, either way, Abed is now in the edit bay in the cafeteria and watching the film. And Starburns is like, well, what do you think? Abed's like, I need to take a walk. Abed goes and uh, he, he takes the walk. Um, and he goes and sits outside on a bench and it's like, he looks up at the heavens and says, God, this movie is the worst piece of crap I've ever seen in my life. It's an adolescent self-indulgent mess. My career will be over before it begins. The critics will crucify me. Uh-huh. The, the crucify reference is very good uh, since he's, he's portraying the role of Jesus. I do want to point out that he says, and now with all the hype, I've got a real snakes on a plane brewing, which I enjoy because I was very hyped for that movie because of how the internet was like, yes, this movie is going to be so weird and bad and dumb. And then I watched it and I was like, it was weird and bad and dumb. And I love it in a weird and bad and dumb way. And sure. I own it on DVD and I watched it just the other week while I was, uh, I had it on in the background while I was working and it is enjoyable sure. and bad at sure. the same time. I will say that that's not what Abed is going for though. He is going for the greatest movie ever told. He is going for a Russian arc meets the Godfather meets uh james cameron's avatar perfect nailed it he landed the disc but about jesus but about jesus but about abed recognizing to find the story of jesus through becoming g jesus yeah it's it's still confusing when you get down to it isn't avatar and the godfather and Whatever third movie I mentioned that I don't remember now, aren't they all really about you, Jesus? Because they're all Russian about life arc. and death and you, resurrection. You mentioned Russian <laughs> Ark and you forgot it. It was part of your bucket list. <laughs> they're all about life and death and resurrection. So, you know. And the history of Russia. Which, they're all, which, by the way, isn't it resurrecting? I don't know. I got nothing. They're, they're all about Jesus in their own way. Uh, Marty McFly. It's a whole thing. So... Um, Shirley overhears Abed's desperate prayer to God. And, uh, when Abed comes in to do this last supper scene, they are just starting the scene. And then the power goes out. Shirley has unplugged it and she takes a bat to all the hard drives and the laptop and the camera. And she just walks out. And she is she, a real badass Shirley moment. It is. She does catch uh, Abed's eyes for a moment just to indicate that she had heard and she understood. Um, I do. I do like the fact that that it she does before she does any of this. She does kind of like it pans to her and she looks up at God for a moment just to say, "Is what I'm about to do the right thing?" And she gets that kind of. It's because in this moment, she is an agent of God. Exactly. Like, she is beating the crap out of tapes and hard drives and laptops and cameras for God. Exactly. And I really like that that touch of, you know, it's not just like she's mad at the fact that Abed is getting all the stuff and then real he's realizes this farce, but she is like communing with God in that way. And I think that's a really spiritual moment, surprisingly for this television show, which is hugely blasphemous in this episode. I mean, I do think it's interesting in the fact that as angry as she is, um, you know, I mean, she does, she does try to go through the, the litigation route to like shut it down. Sure. 
But as angry as she is at all of this stuff that she finds very blasphemous, she does not actually take any sort of violent action upon it until after she hears Abed's desperate prayer to shut it down by any means necessary, whether it's a, you know, fire or meteor or, you know, whatever. Right. And I, and and I, I would I would say this is a lot less violent than a meteor. So, you know, surely Shirley's what, doing a good thing. Here. I would have to agree that this is less violent than a meteor. Uh, it, it does remind me a little bit of Shirley's head through a jukebox. But, you know, I think I think Shirley is trying to be the best person. And she's also like she may have disagreed with his film the entire way, but she wasn't going to get she, she was going to do what she could within the law to do it. But then when Abed when Abed basically reached out for help, Shirley, Shirley was being a friend and right. being, and being, um, uh, compassionate to the fact that Abed had built so much pressure upon himself. And based on the edit of the film he watched, he had failed to deliver. Right. And I'm jumping ahead a little bit. Um, but you know, we do, we do find out later that like, Everyone thinks Shirley is a villain because she ruined what should have been the best movie of all time. And she takes that upon herself. Like she is willing to be the villain in this story in order to help her friend. Um, And I do think that there is something very beautiful about that. Like I agree because all of her actions up until that moment are about uh, finding Abed's project to be blasphemous. Um, but when Abed decides when, when Abed is so hurt and struggling that he is actually sitting down and praying to God that anything shut this down, that is when she, she's no longer doing it for her or even for God. She is doing this for her friend. Right. Even if it's, you know, since Abed prayed to God, she is maybe also doing it a little bit for God, but like she is doing it for her friend and she is willing to be the villain in this story in order to, uh, in order to, to do that. It's true. Um, And she has a calling card of the bat with the tape on it. mm -hmm. Um, and in, in that scene, I, cause like I said, I skipped ahead. This is later in anthropology the next day. Abed does say everyone thinks that what you did was destined to happen and that it's proof that God was making my movie, a movie so good. It could never exist. They think I'm a genius and you're a villain. Uh, and he says, you heard me praying. And she says, I don't know what you mean. And then we find that Abed sent Duncan a, a new link, uh, a new cool YouTube link. And it is uh, a it is the the rap the Jesus rap uh, performed mm-hmm. by Troy, and uh, Shirley says you finished my movie, and he says I don't know what you mean, and then she grabs his hand and he says you humble me, and she says you humble me too, and it is a very touching moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's very touching, and then it is immediately ruined by Duncan saying, "Well, everyone, open your books because Abed broke the internet." Yep. Uh, let's jump back real quick to the dean's office because I did skip over this scene. Sure. I just, I, I yeah. really wanted to, I really wanted sure. to finish up that Abed Shirley. That's fair. Emotional. We got to finish up Pierce's um, storyline. So Jeff has been listed as Pierce's emergency contact. So he has to go pick Pierce up after this 
terrible car accident. Mm-hmm. He does. He does. Uh, the aide does ask him, "Are you here to pick him up?" And Jeff's like, "No, I want to be removed as his emergency contact." And uh, we find out that nobody comes for Leonard anymore. Uh, they the his kids asked to uh, his kids asked them to stop calling them uh, because they just don't want to be bothered. Um, and she's like, because uh, Jeff is like they they just ignore him. And she's like, yeah, I mean, why do you think he acts like that? Mm-hmm. And so at that point, Jeff decides, okay, bring him out. Uh, you know, he he tells Pierce, go wait in the car. Go knocks over wait some, in the car. And then Pierce knocks over some papers. Um, and then uh, Jeff goes to leave, but says, hey, actually, could you also add Britta Perry as an emergency contact and give him a couple, give her a couple of a calls a week? She really, she worries about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, then it cuts to that anthropology scene that we've already talked about. And then mm-hmm. we get the tag uh, where Troy and Jeff show up to school wearing the same look. And then at the same time, they both say, great. So which one of us has to go home and change? And then Abed comes in in the same outfit. And then they're all like, so you guys stalked out my apartment. You guys saw me buy an outfit and then stalked my, out my apartment every day until I wore it. And then Jeff leaves in a huff. And then Annie comes in also wearing the same outfit. I think this tag is made by Annie coming in. She's She was late yes. because of traffic. Agreed. But her coming in because like Troy and Abed are always up to shenanigans. Annie deciding, hey, I want to be up to shenanigans too, I think is really fun. I uh, think I that totally makes agree. the whole tag. And until then, I'm like, yeah, this is this is fine. Uh, you I know, totally it's, agree. It's not, it's not bad, but it's fine. And then Annie comes in and I'm like, I'm into it now. Yeah, it's it's a very cute tag, and I thank thank you for doing such a great job at describing it because I wrote down this is kind of hard to describe. Uh, and that is the end of the episode, and that means that it is time for grades. I think this is an okay episode. I mean, I it, this episode is always weird because I never get I, I never get really excited to watch it i see it coming up and i'm like i don't i don't really i don't remember myself really caring that much for this episode okay but um then i watch it and i'm like oh yeah no it's pretty good i I think the problem i always have going into it is abed's abed's obsession with this film and the level of just like really high concept he goes with it um I feel like by the end of the episode, I'm kind of over it. Sure. Uh, I can believe that. Yeah. But I do actually really love the Shirley Abed moments. I like, uh, I, I like how it resolves. I think it does start getting a little tedious, but it resolves in a really touching way where we can at the end really love both Abed and Shirley. Uh, the the line about uh, where they both say that you know you humble me, I think is really good and it's really touching. Uh, and you know you get episodes like last week where it's just like Kentucky Fried Chicken Spaceship, right? Which is just a fun thing to say and it's a lot of like it's a lot of hijinks and it's a lot of fun. Episodes like this bring it back and it's like okay, but this show also does have some heart to it as sure. well. Um, 
I also really the the thing I really enjoy about this episode too is that uh, when you have a character like Abed who is uh, very clearly somewhere on the autism spectrum, sure. Um, I feel like a lot of television shows don't know how to do that. Um, the the quintessential example is Big Bang Theory with Sheldon, sure. absolutely, and it it turns it it turns that disorder into uh, a a constant joke or you know uh, here's this really smart guy who you know we should all look up to and aspire to be except he's really bad at being a person and so we can make fun of him for that right um i think episodes like this that really ground abed back into being a a whole person um who is complicated and you know sure he's he's somewhere on the uh autism spectrum but you know he's he's still a person and i feel like a lot of shows fail at that comma but he's still a person uh, moment sure and so i think that's really important and i think this episode does that really well so while i'm always kind of like oh this like it's so heady and weird and and meta and just high concept every time i go into it by the end i'm like oh right i actually do really like this episode um I would probably, I mean, there's the whole side plot with Pierce, which I think is fine. Um, it's a decent distraction from, you know, if you just focus on Abed the whole time, I think it's, it, there'd be too much in this episode, sure. but I don't find that plot like amazing. Uh, I would give this episode, uh, uh, I'm like right on the edge of B plus a minus. Okay. Um, I would, I would say may I'll go with a minus, um, just because I, re- I it's so rare you get Shirley Abed moments. Sure. And I think I totally they, agree with you. I think they make a, a really good team and it's rare. And so I will I will let I will let that push that over into the A minus territory. Okay. I totally agree with you. The character moments in this and the 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 touching communication between Shirley and Abed at the end kind of, you know, make this episode. Um I don't really like i i'm not a huge fan of the abed you know, other other than that i'm not a huge fan of the abed storyline it it doesn't it, it doesn't lend itself too much comedy in my understand like in my interpretation of it um but i i do love it from a character perspective and kind of expanding the characters and how they think and how they feel about things. I think that's interesting. I don't think it's very funny, but I think that's what the Pierce storyline is supposed to do, which is kind of not super funny either. It's got some moments. And I do think that I, I do think that saying that, you know, Pierce does have a character moment of realizing that Leonard and the hipsters are not his real friends. Um, I think that's an interesting moment that is actually played pretty well in the moment. Um, it kind of gets thrown away with Pierce continuing to act out when he gets rescued out of the Dean's office. Um, I, I'm, I, this episode is so high concept because of Abed's, Abed's, uh, movie that it's, it, I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm generally not one of the ones I look forward to. 
And today I just, maybe it just didn't click for me this time. And maybe it's just never clicked for me, but I, I recognize that it is well-made. It is interesting. It says something really interesting, which I don't want to diminish, but it's not one of my favorite episodes of community by any, by any stretch. I do, I do agree with you. The moment between Abed and uh, Shirley is something we don't get a lot. And I think it's really, really meaningful. Um, but it is a comedy show and I didn't really like think it was all that funny. I don't sure. know. I th- I think I think I'm going to give it a B because I think it's really well made, but I think it just it, it it's it's one of those things that it's I'm trying to do a thing and I succeeded at doing that thing, but for me it just doesn't hit. I think that's okay. the best way I can say about it. All right. Uh what we want to know what you think about this episode about um marty mcfly jesus uh what would be your calling card if you were a villain or a criminal mastermind uh whatever the heck what what is uh what is love baby don't hurt me snakes on a plane did you enjoy the movie snakes on a plane uh how do you feel about mother effing snakes on a mother effing plane uh you can let us know about all these things and more by sending us a tweet. Uh, we are on Twitter at GoodGreendale. We are on the internet at GoodMorningGreendale.com where we've got a contact form. You can send us a message. We can read it and talk about it on the show. Uh, you can find us on Patreon at Patreon.com slash Futurama. If you decided for whatever reason that this was worth your hard-earned money, don't forget that we also have a fan club on Facebook, the League of Jeremy's, uh, which is a fan club for all of our podcasts. Uh, if you want to talk with other people who like this podcast, the other podcasts that we do both together and separately, uh, put together by Superfan Laura, uh, who was on, uh, she was on Ring My Bell, uh, the yeah, most recent episode, which uh, was very exciting. It was It was great to... Uh, have a conversation with uh, with a fan of all of our shows. Um, it was really great. So, uh, yeah, that's going to do it for us, I sure. think. I don't think I've I got do, much else to add. I do want to say thank you to everybody for listening to this. And if you are a patron or if you're not, we love you all the same. You come to the end of these, especially some of these that are kind of get kind of serious at the end and, and thank you. And also if you're listening to this day of, I believe it is the U S election. Like we mentioned before, please go out and vote. Um, if you, if you're not listening to the day of, then God help God. May God here's, be happy on us all. Here's hoping it went well. Um, and if you, if you did listen to us while you were waiting in line to vote, I hope that this helped somehow. And also, if you're not American, I guess you could just laugh at us. It's great. It's yet, fine. Yet again, we are sorry. Uh, <laughs> that Yeah, that'll do it for us this week. Uh, until next week, where I hope everything turned out fine. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. I, I wish, wish you luck. luck.